What is going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Think and Grow Rich Mindset Series. Uh, today, we got a good one today. I say that every week, but this one is really good. Um, you got to have faith. You got to have faith uh, in order to believe that this podcast, this episode, this series is going to be amazing. And today is going to be a good one. Um, that's what it is today. We're talking about faith. faith. The, uh, the second step in the 13 steps to riches from the Think and Grow Rich book. Uh, if you have never heard the Think and Grow Rich book, uh, definitely highly recommended. It. it was actually released in 1936, so really long time ago. Um, John will probably do math for me here, here in a hot second, but uh, it was released <laughs> a long time ago. But the reason why it's really cool is because the same principles that were outlined in the 30s are still valuable and still relevant and still really important today. And it just goes to show you how important uh, having core values are, how much they last, whereas uh, tactics and hacks and um, actual things, they come and go. But you know what doesn't? Values. Values last forever. And that's why this book is so important. And um, the value we're talking about today is faith. And so before we dive into faith, uh, I do have an uh, awesome host me on here today, Mr. John Bodnar. And um, before we rock and roll, he's going to share a little bit about uh, who he is and uh, why he's here and why you should listen to him. So before we dive in, John, let people know who you are, my friend. So my name is John Bodnar, as you said, and I'm a coach at BSB Wealthy Body Coaching. And my, my mission in life, my, my purpose in life is to, is to help people basically believe in themselves and, and get out of these feelings of, of self-doubt, self-pity and, and negativity, judgment those types of feelings and, and work into having faith in yourself and, and truly believing that you have the power to change your life and become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Yes, and, sir. and I'm excited to talk about values that are 85 years old, Logan, we're talking about. Here's 85? For you. 85 years, yep. Let's go. 85 years old and still relevant. So let's talk about step number, oh, this should be step number two. Sorry, that's a typo. Step number two, faith. So what is faith? Uh, faith is a state of mind which may be induced or created by affirmation or repeated instructions to the subconscious mind through the principle of auto-suggestion. So, uh, John, faith, what does that mean when, when, you, when you think of the word faith? What do you think about faith it? Faith to me is, is, well, I can describe it more than, more than define it, but it's, it's unwavering. Essentially saying that I, I, I know, like I have no doubt that provided I do X, Y, and Z, that I will get to my goal. I will get from A to B. And, and in order to, well, I'd certainly argue, which is the point of today, that you have to have faith in order to continue to do the things that will get you from A to B. You know, a concept that we talk about a lot is, you know, if you knew, if you had absolute faith that doing these three things every single day would get you to your goal, whether it's weight loss or, or wealth or relationships, that, that it would get you there, would you do it? And of course, the answer is yes. And so if you have faith in what you're doing, then you will continue to do it. But simply having faith, it's not quite as simple as saying, oh, yep, I got it. Like you have to put conscious effort into it in order to make the unconscious efforts every single day. Yeah. So the last point I think is really interesting. So there's one thing in just like saying, oh, I like, of course I can lose 30 pounds. But when I say like that, like, what about what, like, what did you hear in that statement that I just said that makes you know that I don't actually have complete faith that I can lose the 30 pounds? As you said, I can lose 30 pounds. Oh, it's possible. But it wasn't said with conviction of I will lose 30 pounds. That's faith. I will lose 30 pounds or I am losing 30 pounds or I lost 30 pounds even better. Right. Saying it yeah. in the, in the present tense or even the past tense. Yeah. And 
I think what you said right there is really important. It's like, obviously those small things of being like future tense, present tense, past tense, like those make a, a difference. And then even the second thing is just like, even how I said it, like with my tonality, right? Like, mm -hmm. like you pick it up in my voice of like, well, I could lose 30 pounds or like how you just said it was like, I've lost 30 pounds. I'm losing 30 pounds. Like, and how you say things uh, is you reaffirming to your brain, to your mind, like how committed you actually are. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just a matter of just saying things. It's like, it's even how you say them. And then we can even go to the next level of that too. It's like doing things. Well, yeah, like I'm eating good. Like I'm eating to my plan. Right. And it's like, so now if we're thinking about this, not from a, a tonality standpoint, now we're thinking about from an actual action standpoint, it's like, well, like, are you following your plan hundred percent? Are you following your plan 95%? Are you following it 90%? Right. And so there's, there's different degrees of effort. And that's a lot of, that's a lot of what I see with people is that they'll, like, they'll follow it 90%, 95%, right? And they will subconsciously, or maybe purposely not follow it 10, five to 10%, because they know that if at least it doesn't work, then at least they have them, they have a reason, they have an excuse why it didn't work because they actually didn't follow it 100%, which comes back to that lack of belief or truly faith. And so- right. Yeah, if, it's, if you don't have, sorry to interrupt, but if you don't have faith in your plan, then yeah, you will either consciously or unconsciously mess it up. You won't follow it. Yeah. And, and until you do have faith in what you're doing, that that it's, it's interesting. Like you have to have faith that you are on the way to reaching your goal and in the details as well. Because if you don't have faith in either one, then you're either going to mess up the details or you're just going to do all the details, but they're the wrong details. And that'll mess yeah. you up. Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's important to understand that it's like, I, I believe that people, and I've done this in my life too, is that I'll purposely not follow something hundred percent just so I gave myself an excuse of why it didn't work. Cause I didn't, um, you know, I didn't want to actually believe that I, that it actually could happen. And so and I, I wanted to give myself a reason, something I believed that I could do. Whereas things I have accomplished that I, um, that I have went all in with, like, it was just all in effort and just have that unwavering faith, even though, um, I didn't, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to accomplish it, uh, in the beginning. I, I just went all in and made it happen. And then obviously eventually um, when you go all in, good things happen, right? Absolutely. All right, so now we're gonna talk about this from, um, there's basically like six steps to um, like unwavering faith. This is inside the book. Uh, and this is basically like things to write down, right? And so we're gonna like, like or excuse me, there's five steps. Um, and Napoleon Hill basically has everybody write these five things down and so, we're basically going to analyze this and kind of what he like what he's trying to get out with these five steps uh, to creating unwavering faith. And so the first thing it says to do is like this is the thing that you write down is that I know that I have the ability to achieve the object of my definite purpose in life. Therefore, I demand myself persistent, continuous action towards this attainment. And here I now promise to render such action. So this first step, John, like what do you see is like like what is the point of this very first step in this formula for unwavering faith? It's to commit. It's to say that I, I like, I'm doing this now, like from, you know, it says here and now promise to render action and to make that type of promise to yourself. It's a powerful thing. And I actually find it interesting that it starts with the, the, I can, which we, we just kind of criticized earlier. Yeah. Like I have the ability to achieve it, but it's followed up with the promise to yourself that you can and you will. And in there, there's also a, I must, because that's what the promise is. Yeah. Which is super cool. because that's obviously something that's inside one of our, our, our affirmation is that I can, I will, I must, right? So it's like, I can, I will, and then now it's like, I must do it, right? Yeah, it's um, if I can, and if I will, then I, I have to. There's no, it's not a choice anymore. There's something you've said to me a lot when it comes to 
success in general is it's not a choice anymore. It's it's laid out. It's there. So the only choice is to is to do it. That's really good. That's really good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, the words I see in there is like having a purpose, right? So that's the big thing is like, obviously, a big piece is like knowing what you're like, having faith in what? And we haven't really talked about that too much. We've been keeping that very vague. But like having a definite purpose in life um, is like the key to this whole thing. So it's like having faith in the fact that the sun's going to come tomorrow. Okay. Or having faith that it's going to snow or it's going to rain. Like, okay, like, cool. But uh, like having faith in the fact that you're going to change the world or that you're going to become president or that you're going to be a billionaire or that you're going to, you know, uh, feed millions and millions of orphans, like whatever it may may be, like having that big purpose in life. uh, That's like, that's really important. Something that scares you. We talk about this a lot. It's like, if the goal doesn't scare you, it's probably not big enough, right? If it doesn't excite you and scare at the same time, find your bigger goals. Um, and that's where like the goal is so big, it scares you, excites you. Like, you're not sure if you do it. And that's where that faith comes in. Like, like you've obviously never achieved it. And honestly, it's probably crazy at this moment in your life to believe that you actually probably could achieve it. Like that's most likely what kind of goal that, that we're talking about at this point. And so I think having that purpose is really important understanding like what you're fighting for, right? It's not just like having faith for like, oh yeah, I have faith in what, for what reason, right? And that literally goes back to the idea of just like, if, um, if you don't have a plan, then anyway, we'll get you there, right? And so having a different purpose life, that's big thing that sticks out to me. And then I see the word persistence. Uh, that's the mm-hmm. big thing for me is like, I love that word persistence. And it's just understanding that there's going to be ups and downs, there's going to be peaks and valleys, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be mountains to climb and understanding that like, there's got to be persistent, you have grit, you have determination. Um, one thing that I heard from podcast listening to the other day was just like being able to outlast, right? That's like, oh, that was really powerful. So like, I've always think of like, like one of the mantras I have for myself is like, I'm built to last. And then one of the things that he said was that he, he uh, like, he outlasts everybody. And I was like, oh, I really like that, right? Because it's just understanding that like, there's like, people are going to fall off. Like, the, like, like there's going to be, there's going to be, um, sort of looking for, um, like depreciation in the fact that like, like, like things are going to fall off. It's not always going to be, you know, ups, there's going to be things that are, are going the other way. But if you can continue to stay in the game, continue to play, thrive, you know, and, uh, and be successful, like that's a piece of the puzzle as well. So um, be the one thing that isn't temporary. No, because yeah. ups are temporary and by definition, mm. or therefore downs are temporary too. So yeah, that's awesome. be, there's a, there's a word for that um not eternal that's a little little dramatic for what i'm going for but eh, persistent is good I'll, I'll think of the word later yeah okay so that's that's step number one in this form of the problem we're bringing face let's see what he says to write down on step number two so the second thing that he has to write down is that he says i realize that dominating thoughts in my mind will eventually re- reproduce themselves in outward physical action and gradually transform themselves into physical reality therefore i will concentrate my thoughts for 30 minutes daily upon the task of thinking of the person i intend to become thereby creating in my mind a clear mental picture of that person teed up for you john what is this saying <laughs> this this is saying this is the this is the law of attraction among many others honestly other laws as well but this is saying that what i what i predominantly think and believe is what I will create or is what I will. So if you're constantly focused on saying like, I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be bad with money. I, I don't want this. I don't want that. That is what you'll get. Not because you don't want it, but because it's on your mind. But if instead the dominating thoughts of your mind that you want to reproduce are things like, you know, I am my highest self. I am, I am present. I am successful. I am wealthy. You know, I, I make X per month, like whatever, whatever that current goal is for you, keep it at top of mind. 
and and when you see it happening, you know, we, we've talked about this a lot in um, in the Limitless Mindset uh, series as well, which if you haven't watched or listened to, I highly recommend it because it will link really well with what we're talking about in this series too, is that you can actually see it happen. Your brain doesn't know the difference between react, like real memories or fake memories. And so the more you actually see it happening, the more likely you are to act in that way, the more likely you are to receive it and, and actually manifest it. Yeah, so, so important. And definitely like we, we, had, we had a whole whole episode on this in, the, in that last series, but uh, like what we think about the most is what we get, right? And we have the choice every single day to think about the positive, think about the negative, no matter what situation that uh, you're currently in. And like, actually literally just heard this this morning. It's like, I'm, it's like fresh, like I'm looking for positive things. And one thing I, I heard from a Tony Robbins video, super, 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 super powerful. He's like, what if, what if your worst day was actually your best day? It's like, what if the worst case scenario that ever happened to you turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to you? And just like literally framing it from that point of view just was like, hmm, so powerful. And like, I've told, I've said this a lot to John before and I've said this a lot to other, to other people. Like that's one thing that I like, I truly, um, I truly believe that like the worst things that happen to us or that we think that happen to us, like they turn out to be some of the best things, the things that drive us and motivate us, the things that help us learn the biggest lessons. Uh, like I should believe that, but, but, but when I heard it today from Tony Robbins, it's just like, it's just something that sinked in. I'm just like, wow, like it's so powerful that it, all it is is just a perspective. It's just a change in like how we perceive things. Everything's up here, right? And that's basically what this is saying right here is like, man, we can say the world's a bad place. We can say that the world is, you know, it's too hot, it's too cold, it's too, it's too crazy, right? Like, uh, like the world's bad, right? And then if we just had some perspective and we just like ultimately just shifted our views, like, okay, like how is the world great? It's like, wow, like today, I don't have to like go, you know, um, I don't have to like go farm my field to create food and put money in the, like to put, to put food on the table today. Like I literally just have to go to the grocery store. You know what? I don't have to go to the grocery store. I have a personal <laughs> assistant who goes to the grocery store for me. Right. And literally like they make the food for me. Like, wow. Or download an app for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I literally like, it's like so at, the, at, at my fingertips where if I look back hundred years ago, like I would literally have to go out there and I have to go like pick the freaking um, like the grains. I would have to go like, like, you know, whatever, uh, plow, you know, pull the, pull the, uh, the fruit off the trees. Like there's so many other things, you know, I have to go like, slaughter a bull. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, why well, cut the head off a chicken, you know, just have my chicken breast. Like, um, I don't do any of that stuff. Like, it's really amazing the time we live in. And again, it's all about perspective and understanding, like turn, turning our expectations into appreciation. Again, another Tony Robbins quote, but I just think it's, it's so important just to like have that, have that mindset and understanding that we truly are grateful and we truly are appreciative and like even the worst things you can ever imagine happen in your life like they're only bad because they're in your mind like you like like you make them worse in your mind and ultimately it's like they're not because like i'm a huge believer that every single person is a good person and i believe that every single person um you know is it has good intentions and and we're all sinners like i think we all we all understand that we're all sinners and we all um like like that's just who we are as human beings but we're all also meant to forgive and to forget um, and, um, yeah, anyway, like, like super powerful, but, and then to the second step of this is that concentrating on the person who you want to become, right? This is like literally talking about with being like a wealthy body. Like I didn't like creating this identity shift of like, okay, who am I? Like, am I, if, if I'm a wealthy body, what do I do? What do I look like? What do I act? How do I think? What do I say? Right. It's like, just like visualizing what that person does. And then all of a sudden 
just doing that thing, right? So like, if you're trying to make a million dollars, what is the person who's making a million dollars? What does that person do? What's the person think? What's the person say? You know, if you're trying to become a person who loses 30 pounds, what does that person do? What's that person say? You know, if you don't have the best, if you don't have the best relationship with your kids, with your spouse, with, with your friends, like what does that person do? What does that person say? How, how's the person show up, right? Like literally like you start to envision what this person does and all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is what the person does. And all of a sudden your subconscious mind tells you exactly what you need, what you need to do as well. And it's just like, mm -hmm. man, so we're like super powerful. Like this is one of my favorite things. I do this every single day, uh, at least once a day. Like I literally like block time my schedule to do this type of, of work because it's fun. It really is. <laughs> um, and, and okay, so, yeah, go for it. Sorry, John. Yeah, just, just to the visualization thing, just to, to really drive it home is I did, I started doing belief breakthroughs 146 days ago. Yeah, uh, buddy. Until I started to not only write the beliefs, but actually visualize myself believing those things. That's when it really started to ramp up. And even now I'll, I'll find myself like I'm on a high, I'm, I'm doing really well. And then I, I kind of, I don't really notice it, but I stop visualizing as, like, as in depth, as intently. Then I start to get these negative feelings, not act in the ways that I want to. I'm like, oh, what the heck's going on? And then I go back to, and I'm like, oh, I need to visualize stronger again. And it, so far, the track record is 100% that once I start doing that, my, my behavior changes. I start being the person who is a millionaire, right? I start being the person who has 50 clients. Like these are the types of things mm -hmm. that, that I start to act like, but only, only when the visualization is really on point. Yeah, and that, and what I've learned is that, that that visualization, it creates emotion, right? It creates emotion, we start to feel that thing, we start to feel it, and then emotions actually drives action, right? And so for the longest time, and we might even even talk about this on, on previous episodes, but like a lot of times we would, we, when we think of acting as emotion or on emotions, it can be construed as negative. And I did for a long time had this, like I had this belief that emotions were negative or acting out of emotion was negative. Uh, and my wife actually was one who broke that belief for me is understanding that like emotions are good and accepting emotions, understanding like why we're having them. Uh, like, like that's actually a good thing. And like the thing we're trying to control is our emotions. And so like how we control our emotions is we change our mindset, right? That's the thing we can't control. Then we change our mindset, we control our emotions and then boom, we act in a way. So that's what it does. It, it, create, it forces us to act. It doesn't force it, it creates action. And so- You, you get um, to, you act on the emotions that you choose. Yes, there you go, boom. Yeah, you act on the emotions that you choose from the thoughts that you chose to think about, that, that you choose to focus on, boom. Relating all the way back to this thing. Good. <laughs> nice job. Um, okay. Third, uh, third thing it says right now. I know through the principle of auto-suggestion, any desire that I persistently hold in my mind will eventually seek expression through some practical means of attaining the object back of it. Therefore, I will devote 10 minutes a day to demanding myself the development of self-confidence. So when you see this, John, what do you think of? Good question. Well, obviously the word persistent stands out again. So we can, we can take away that whatever we're doing here has to be persistent. That's, yeah. that's a pretty common, common factor here. Like, you know, visualizing once it's not going to do much for you, but doing it every day is, is, is how you do. Um, and actually I'm hoping you can, you can tell me like, what is, what does he mean by auto suggestion? What's his definition of it? Like subconscious mind, just like, like, what do you, like when you, when, when you think about like, you're like basically calling on your intuition essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Got so, it. That's basically what is like. I would just change that word out for intuition. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah. So so for this, I just I just see really it's I see the law of attraction again. And, and if it's not expressing that, let me know. But it's saying that if you're if you're trusting your intuition, if you're working on your subconscious, your auto suggestion, whichever word you want to use, mm -hmm. then you will begin to act in that way. So I guess it's the difference between manifesting it and, and the more we're getting into the more tangible things like behavior. Mm -hmm. Is that is that what he's getting at? Yep. 
And so, so yeah, like if I, one of the visualizations I have uh, every morning is I am smiling while washing dishes with my wife. Just something that works really well for me. It's, uh, you know, the combination of being with, being with my wife and being happy is one thing that is really important to me, but also keeping a clean house is important to me. So why, why not combine them? And, and by doing that, I am becoming more likely to actually do that thing or to do other things that are similar. Things like, you know, put my laundry away, whatever. These little chores that my ADHD brain does not like to do. And so the, again, the, just the more I visualize it, the more likely I am to actually do those things. And holds true for everybody. Yeah. And so these, so this last form of this last step and this stuff kind of go hand in hand. And how I kind of see this is that, you know, when you start to focus on like, so, when I go back to here, so you start to realize that the things you think about, the things that dominate your thoughts and minds, those eventually become a reality. And what this is basically saying is that, you know, after after you practice focusing on positive and things like that, all of a sudden it's just like the world, like you you naturally start to see the world through a positive place, start to like see things that you you wouldn't normally see if you're focusing on the negative things. And so it allows you to see opportunities. And so this is like, and when it says about the ten minutes a day, is just obviously demanding yourself that like that. Well, I'll say that's actually more of like your mantras, right? So like just telling yourself that you can do, that you are worthy, that you that you are capable, and that you have, you know, basically just the, the like the positive beliefs, the positive mantras uh, that that you can do it, which basically blocks out all the negatives um, that can can sometimes creep into your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see here. Um, oops. And so the next step, I've clearly written down a description of my definite chief aim in life and will never try, stop trying until I shall develop sufficient self-confidence sports attainment. And so this actually kind of goes back to what we talked about in the very first one, uh, which is actually having like your, like your definite purpose, right? So that's the chief aim in life. And so he put this as the fourth step. Uh, we've, we, 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 we talk about this a lot being like the first step because ultimately like if you don't have a, a, a purpose, you don't have a definite uh, aim in life, then like what's the, like, what are you having faith in, right? right. So a big, a big one for this, for, for what, what I like to do, I like to write my goals down every single day. Uh, I like to like keep the top of my mind, I like to look at them, I like to, uh, to measure at where I'm at and like what effort am I actually putting into these goals? Um, why have I not reached these goals, right? Like asking questions like that allow you to actually really understand, give you the awareness of understanding whether you're on track to hit your goal uh, or why you're not trying to hit your goal or, and even how far away you are from hitting your goal. Right. And even if your goal is important to you, because it's like, a lot of times we say things are important to us, we're not putting any effort towards it. It's like, well, why am I doing that? Right. And is it, is it that the goal is not that important to me? Or is it that there's like this big fear or that, that there's big, uh, this big limiting belief that's standing my way that is, um, is what seems to be forced me not to take any action. Right. And so either, and so usually if that's the case, then you need to like confront what's that limiting belief? What's that thing that's holding you back? And then once you confront that thing, you, you, all of a sudden you let that thing go, then all of a sudden you start to think about like, okay, what are, what are the actual action steps I need to do to actually hit my goal? Right. Uh, and so that's what I kind of see this as being is that literally just having this on a daily basis, understanding what you want. And then even asking, asking these other, like, like asking the follow up questions to like, how far am I from hitting this goal? Like, why is this goal important to me? Like, what would it mean for me? Um, why am I not at my goal already, right? Just asking like different questions uh, to to make sure that you understand where you're really at in this, um, in the path to you reaching your goal. Um, yeah, so John, what is your analogy or not your analogy, your, uh, your input on this one? 
actually, I actually do have an analogy Ooh. and it, it just, it just popped up for me because my, uh, my, my dad has been practicing a lot of golf lately. And so we've just been talking about it a lot. And I was, I was picturing like, okay, I'm going to work on, I'm going to work on my drive. Let's see if I, I want to be able to drive the ball as, as far as I possibly can. Pretty reasonable goal. It helps it helps you score better. It helps you helps you uh, you know reach your goals sooner. However, if you don't know how to aim, it's actually going to get you into trouble. Because if you can drive the ball 300 yards, but you're you know 100 yards off to the left of, of where the pin pin is, then you're screwed. And so it's one thing to to have faith, but I would say don't don't have blind faith per se. Like actually understand what again where, where what that faith is in, like you said, or else you're going to be way off from your goal because you don't know where it is. Or, or if you don't even know where the pin is, that's even worse. And, and you're just aiming at something that looks good. And all of a sudden you find yourself off track and you're, you're dissatisfied. Wondering like, oh, I just wasted all this time, wasted all this effort. And so to save yourself from, from those types of feelings, you got to understand where you're actually going and what you believe in and, and why you believe in it. That was a great analogy. See? Yeah. You have your analogies behind you here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just needed Tim's absence to, to really uh, pressure or uh, inspire me. <laughs> challenge me and i'll pick it back on that analogy and, and basically say like when you when you first start out you might not really know exactly where the hole is right so like you're sitting you're sitting there on um in a tee box right and you have a general idea where the tee box or where the uh where the flag is but you can't see it which is actually like fair in in most workers like you, you actually can't see it right and there's no there's no little you know little thing over here showing what the course outline is but you, but you have a general idea where it's at and so what you need to do in order to figure out that where that hole is, is like, you need to like pick like a general direction. You need to start, you need to take a hit, right? You can take a swing and all of a sudden you get closer. And then, you know, as you start, to, and then as you get closer to that flag, or at least the general vicinity of it, um, then you can actually have a, a better idea of like where to target in on. And that's what I actually see like writing your goals down on a daily basis being is that like right in the beginning, like everyone thinks that you got to have like this huge definite purpose, right? Like we talked about like some big purposes earlier, but ultimately like, that's not actually how it starts out. It usually just starts out with like, I feel like I should do something, right? It's like, yeah, you know, you probably should just do something. And then all of a sudden you start doing something. And then all of a sudden it starts leading you into bigger goals. Like, oh, you know what? Like, I should actually like maybe like lose 30 pounds. Like, oh, okay, cool. Right. It's like, oh, actually I lost 30 pounds. Maybe, you know, maybe I could actually um, like take my shirt off and publicly feel good about myself. Like, oh, and I did that. Right. It's like, man, like maybe I could actually attract, um, not attract, maybe I could make my, like, maybe I could feel real comfortable around somebody enough to where I could like give them all my love. Right. Cause I, I don't feel super unconfident or, um, about myself without my shirt on and I'm, and I'm confident myself. All of a sudden you attract, you know, a positive mate. And all of a sudden you're mm -hmm. like, man, like maybe I can actually use, you know, all these things I've learned to, from changing my body. Maybe I can like use them and I can, you know, grow that into a, um, into skills financially. And I can, so I, I make more money. Right. And then all of a sudden you start to like, just like continue to like move these goals up and up, 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 up and up. And then next thing you know, you're, you're like, your goal is to be president of the United States, right? It's like, it just, it just keeps right. on, it just keeps growing. And so ultimately, what you said right there is like, you just need to keep taking swings and you need to keep getting like, understanding that you need to have like a general direction where you're going. And then uh, every single time you write your goals down though, you get a little bit more clear on where you need to go. And then all of a sudden you know exactly, you know, where you need to go to get to the hole. Then it becomes like, okay, then you get laser focused. You know exactly, you know, how much you need. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm 20 feet away from the hole. Guess what? You're not using a driver anymore. Now you're using a putter. Now you're using the right tools, right? And so I think that's really important to understand too, is that uh, unless you know where you're going, like you don't know what tools that you're going to need in order to get there as well. So, ha, just 
I just piggybacked on that analogy. <laughs> Love it. Um, okay. And, and just follow up with that. And so like, ultimately, like, does it really matter? So let's say that the goal in golf is, is to get the, you know, the ball from the tee box into the hole. Like, does it really matter if I use a driver, if I use a nine iron, if I use a pitching wedge, if I use a putter? Like, does it really matter at all? In, if you're not competing, no. But I, so let me ask you this. Like, if I could hit the, if I could, like, let's just say that all the clubs, all those clubs could technically get the ball into the hole, right? And let's say that for, for, the, for, for the sake of this analogy, it all got us in the same amount of hits. Let's just say, you know, it's, it's the same amount of hits. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what tool no. we actually use. No. Right? And so ultimately, like, we don't know what tools can use because, you know what? Sometimes our goals are going to be 300 yards. Sometimes our goals are going to be 20 feet. And so, like, understanding that, like, we need to have different tools. Like, understanding, like, what the goal is then allows us to, 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 to change what the tools that we use. Uh, and that's where our plan is going to chase. But ultimately, like, ultimately, the... Um, the goal is just to get the ball from the tee box into the hole, right? And so, so many times people get so fixated on the tool, right? And so in weight loss, we'd be like, oh, I have to do keto. I have to do exercise. I have to do uh, whatever whatever it is, right? But ultimately, like, who cares, like, what that what, what thing is? Like, what is the goal? And then you need to figure out what is the best tool for you to get you there. Yeah. And actually, and, and another another analogy for you. So in uh, in golf... Golf is notorious for this uh, skeet shooting and trap is also a good example is having having clubs or, or, or stocks that are adjustable, right? Like, oh, I'm slicing the ball like crazy. Let me just get my little screwdriver out and, and change my club. So I stop slicing. And it's like, well, you got to learn how to freaking play golf first. Like, yeah. it's not the club's fault. It's not the tool's fault. It's how, it's how you're using it. Or maybe it's the wrong tool. And so along the way, you have to, you have to find these context clues, you know, success leaves clues, as we've said before, but that means your own success leaves clues too. And so if you're finding yourself successful with uh, like with your nine iron, but not with your driver, then you got to learn how to use your driver and apply the same, uh, the same concepts of how you use your nine iron to being successful with that, but it, but it takes more time. And I just want to say that before I forgot, um, but it's, it's, it's something like you got to learn how to do it right as well along the way. Love it. All right. And then this is our last slide. So this is the very last thing he has right down is like, I fully realize that no wealth position can long endure unless built upon truth and justice. Therefore, I will engage in no transaction, which does not benefit all whom it affects. I will succeed by attracting myself the forces I wish to use and the cooperation of other people. I will induce others to serve me because I am my willingness to serve others. I will eliminate hatred, envy, jealousy, selfishness, and, and cynicism by developing love for all humanity because I know that a negative attitude towards others can, can never bring me success. I will cause others to believe in me because I would believe in them and in myself. This one's good. There's, there's lots of stuff to go on yeah. in this one. Um, yeah, so John, pick, pick one of those things that, that pops out to you the most here. This actually really, it, it makes me think of when I first started doing sales and I was uncomfortable asking people for money because it felt like it was me versus them. Mm -hmm. and, and I was worried like, oh, you know, I, I know I'm providing a good service, but I, I don't feel good charging this much. Now, a lot of, just a lot of doubt that what I what I was doing didn't actually have value, that I was somehow taking advantage of people. And, and I've since realized, like, no, I'm I'm providing incredible value. And this this transaction that we're talking about benefits everybody involved. But until I realized that I, I had a lot of I had a huge lack of confidence where I would come across as like super just I don't know, super salesy in my sales rather than saying, hey, this is a genuine relationship that we're here to create. There just happens to be money involved. And and so until I created that foundation, like I was never going to be good at sales. 
until I realized that it's a positive thing for everybody. Like I fight for people on calls because I know that it's the right move. And maybe they don't see that. Maybe I didn't explain it well. But but again, until I realized like this is a good thing. My intentions are pure. I'm here to help and I'm going to benefit from it as well. It became so much easier to be convicted with what I'm with the services I'm providing. And so that's that's the foundation I have is that what I'm doing is beneficial to everybody. It's a positive thing. It's it's powerful. It works. And and I believe in it hundred percent. That's awesome. I love that. And I think that goes back to like, okay, so what like what is the big goal that you have? And let's say that the big goal you have is to make a million dollars. And so you have two options though. You can make a million dollars by um by by creating this reputable business that serves lots of people, serves the clients, serves um serves the staff. Or you can make a million dollars by doing or by doing something illegal, like selling drugs, or you know, doing something you know that's uh, that's black hat, right? And it's like, which one of those do you think you actually can build um, something where you actually have faith in it being something that is truly your like like your like a definite purpose and something that's actually going to like last forever, right? It's it's going to endure. Right, and and one of the beautiful things about legitimate wealth, legal wealth, is that it's you don't get there without providing value, whether it's real or perceived. Mm-hmm. And so once once you realize, like, okay, I'm not going to be successful until I believe in what I'm what I'm offering, and that if people are are you know if they're buying it, if they're buying into it, if they believe in it, then it's as valuable as as it is in that moment. And and that's realizing that has given me faith that that I will get to my goals. Like I I have a goal of being a millionaire. I'm going to be a millionaire. I know that, but I also know that it's because I believe in what I'm doing. That's the only reason that I'm going to get there. And yeah, so just again, recognizing that you don't get successful without providing value. So have faith that what, you, what you're what you doing is valuable. And if you don't have faith, either you need to change your, your viewpoint of it or you do need to change what you're offering. But but something needs to be different if you don't feel it's, it's actually valuable. Yeah, and, and and the truth matters is like when when John, when you become a millionaire, like the world will be, be a better place because of it. Right. Exactly. It's like not only are you serving yourself, but you're serving others because in order for you to become a millionaire, like you have to you get to get better, you have to become more valuable, you get to have more skills. Um, and that's why that's why like having big goals like that are like it's so important. And like let's take this back to like weight loss example of like when someone loses a bunch of weight. Like there's lots of ways to lose weight, right? And again, if we look at something that's like, is this built upon truth and justice? Like by you just simply not eating, you starving yourself, uh, and having like and having that be the only way that you're going to keep this weight off, like is that serving anybody, even yourself, just because you weigh 30 pounds wet less, right? And then again, if you take that same example and like, okay, like this person, like not only did they, obviously like you, you have to like eat less to lose weight. We all know that. But if you did it in a way that you understood that you started, you started learning principles, you started learning uh, how, how nutrition works. You did, you did a little bit of exercise to go with it just to, to, to get you in the right mindset. You started doing mindset work, like breakthrough work and all of a sudden it became something you enjoyed you enjoyed the food you ate you learned about nutrition you learned about calories and macros you learned about counting you, like you learned about my fitness pal, and all this stuff and all of a sudden you started to geek out on that stuff like is that something that sounds like it's built upon truth and justice it sounds like something that's actually freaking fun and that's and that's actually sustainable right and i think that's like how we, how we turn this back into like weight loss example as well as like like by you losing 30 pounds by you just not eating doesn't serve anybody, including yourself, right? Because we all know it's going to come back. But if you are able to like learn skill sets, you're able to learn how to like change your your perspective and your mindset on on food and exercise and like these 
and, and, come, and become somebody who, uh, who once was like, you know what, I'm not really into food. I don't really track my food. I'm not really an exercise. All of a sudden, somebody who, who like lives the, wealth, the, the lifestyle, the with my lifestyle. Now you have skills. Now you actually can share that not only with yourself, but with other people around you. And you can help impact their lives. And, you know, everybody knows that when, when you like get in better shape, you just feel better. You think better, right? You get more creative. You, you're happier. You're able to show up as a better husband, a, a wife, a better business owner, a better employee, a better, just a better person in general. And that serves the world, right? Now you're serving again. And so like, that's a goal to shoot for. Cause like when you're 30 pounds down, not only like, are you benefiting, but the people around you benefiting with like, you, you, you have a direct reflection of like of your family and then and, and then and then you're uh, the people you're surrounded with and they see what you're doing and they get inspired by it right and like oh maybe i want to do that and now all of a sudden you're going to live longer you're going to be more creative instead of instead of you going to focus and you're putting your attention on you know about your body image and, and how lethargic you are now you put attention on serving like 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 solving bigger problems like you know, like, like, like hunger or, or, or politics, where the heck is that is your true definite purpose. But if you're so out of shape that all you can think about is, man, I don't want to see anybody right now because I feel so shitty about myself. And, you know, I feel so beat up that I don't want to go out in public anymore. Like you can't serve anybody. Right. Okay. And so that's, that's what I really see this being is like understanding that what your goals are and like, how do they serve? How do you, how, how does it create an impact on the world? Um, more than just yourself. So it's just like getting out of being like selfish, right? Which, which is one of these things in here right now. Uh, and we're thinking about like, how do I serve the world? Like, how does me losing weight serve the world? How does me becoming a millionaire serve the world? And all of a sudden you can like start thinking about it from a different perspective, like, oh, so my goals are bigger than just me, right? And I, I'm a huge believer in that. It's like, if you're just doing this for you, like it's never, it's never gonna last. But if you can think about how to like, how to make it bigger. And ironically, like the bigger you make it, uh, the bigger you have to become as a person and you get the most out of it. Like, like people think of like the most successful people, like let's say like Elon Musk, right? Uh, like the reason why people like love him so much is he gives more than anybody. He's literally given more than anybody has, right? Like he's literally like, if you actually listen to some of his interviews, like the dude has literally given his life up uh, to like do these things he's doing. Like, I don't think people understand the sacrifice he actually makes. Like he doesn't live a normal life. Uh, he doesn't have a family. He doesn't have kids. Like he's literally had to like give up and, and, and this is that you have to do this type of things, right? Like that's where he's at in his life right now. Uh, but uh, he definitely talks about it. And I think it's just important to understand those type of things about like, in order to like be great, there's gonna be things that you have to, you have to give up, right? And that's something we talked about, I think last time was like, what do you want to give up? What do you like, what, what, like, what do you want to give up to be great? There, there's no such thing as something for nothing. And you know what, not, not, not everyone's willing to give up, you know, the weekends. They're not willing to give up their favorite treats. They're not willing to give up uh, not feeling uncomfortable. And so understand like, what are you willing to give up in order to get what you want? And understanding that, and it's not just getting what you want, but it's like, what are you willing to give up to get what the world needs, like to, to get to, for you to fulfill your purpose, right? And how's your purpose? How does it affect the world? And when, you, when, when you're there on your deathbed at, you know, 135 years old, which is it's so funny. I actually heard a Chris Crone talk about that uh, yesterday. It's like, you know, with, with the, uh, like, it's not, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be weird for people to live past 100 you know, with us, because we're down in our 20s, 30s, 40s, you know, however long, however old you are listening to this right now, like, it's not going to be uncommon for us to live well past our hundreds, right? And so, like, when you're on your deathbed, I'm going to say 135 years old, because that's what Chris said, like, uh, like, what impact do you want to have in this world, right, John? So, you, you have a whole other 110 years to live here, like, what impact do you yeah. want to have on this world in 110 years? Like, like, actually think about that, right? And it's like, okay, like, is it just that you live to 135 years old? Right? Or like, like, yeah, exactly. Yay. Like what impact did you leave? Like what, 
Like, how did you make the world a better place? Right. And something, something else to think about too is like, when you're thinking about, okay, me reaching this goal will make the world a better place. But my goal is to, again, to, to be a millionaire. But if I all of a sudden had a million dollars right now, like just dropped, dropped on my table, the world would not be a better place for that. Like, yeah, I'd probably have some fun, you know, maybe give some, give some away, but the difference between all of a sudden being there and making the world a better place through the process of hitting my goal, like that's, that's how you actually have the impact is, is throughout the process. Yeah. And the same, same thing applies to weight loss. If suddenly you were, you lost all 50 pounds, just bam, you're, you're in amazing shape. You look, you looked incredible. You're not going to inspire anybody because it doesn't mean it, right? You didn't learn anything along the way. And the people around you certainly didn't learn anything either, other than something magical just happened. And so like, it's, it's not just about the goal. It's recognizing that the process of getting to that goal is where all of the benefit happens. Yeah. And I'll finish it with that is like, it's one of our core values is grow and contribute. Right. And so that growth is just exactly what you talked about. And like, once you're able to grow, once you're able to learn that skill set of making a million dollars, once you're able to grow into that person who is able to lose the weight and keep it off. Now you're able to contribute that. Now you're, you're, you're able to share that skill set with hundreds thousands, millions of other people that you can teach them how to become millionaires. You can teach them how to, how to uh, lose the weight. And that's exactly actually what we do as his professionals is like, we've grown, we learn how to lose weight. We, we learn how to control our body weights. We learn how to, how to, how to control the food that comes in our mouth, uh, our mindsets. And now we share that with other people, right? So that's like a, a good example of like how we grow and contribute. Um, same thing with whatever it is that you do in your life. Uh, it's like the more you grow and you learn the skill sets, you, you have the experiences, you, you have the stories and you can share with others to inspire them, to actually give them tactics, to actually help them see and become the same person and, and, and go through the same things that you became. And that's what actually is really fulfilling is not just that you created one millionaire, John, but you created hundreds, thousands of millionaires, right? That's fulfillment. That's really cool. That's the big goal. And a bunch of fit people along the way. And a bunch of people along the way, exactly. And yeah, and by extension of that, you create a bunch of people along the way too, right? Which is, which is super cool. So, all right. Well, that is our uh, that's our that's our episode today on faith, the step two in the thirteen riches um, to create um, to to create riches. And so, next week we'll be back with step number three uh, in the uh, in this thirteen step series uh, with the Thing Grow Rich book. And so again, highly recommended if you have never read the. The thing will grow rich book, highly recommended. Go read it. It's actually like super cheap because it was, you know, created in the 30s, but you can get it on uh, Kindle, you can get it on um, um, audio, you can literally go buy the book. Uh, amazing book, amazing book. So, and you can just do all three as well. So, um, happy, uh, happy Wednesday. We'll be back next week. Hope you enjoyed it and we'll chat with you guys soon. Bye. See ya. <laughs>